0: hey welcome to the pod happy that you're here so we thought since it's christmas we're gonna do more of a visual and audio podcast session so the title for the podcast is the importance of friendship you know and i want you just to come on the journey with me you know it's a good journey it's gonna be comfortable so let's all get comfortable let's all get chilled you know get your coffee get your tea get whatever you have to get to get yourself comfortable I wanna talk on friendship because I feel like it is the most attacked area right now in society. Just in general, like existence, you know? We live in a world, we live in a time where people are scared to have friends. You know, people are almost skeptical when they come to a place of interaction. Uh, a place of getting to know new people or even old people and that's very dangerous to a degree if you look at it. What's the point? I want to pose a question to you and and I could be wrong here and I'm happy to be wrong. What's the point, right, of you intentionally, keyword, intentionally getting into a friendship already expecting it to fail? You might as well just not get into the first place. You know what I mean? You might as well just forget it because really truly you've already set a preset which is this is not going to work if it's not going to work don't bother starting it that's my advice that's what I would tell anyone is that don't bother starting anything that you already told yourself is going to fail you know so let's take a look at it from my faith perspective right and I want you to come on this journey, even if you're a non-believer, just come on the journey with me. Uh, Look at Jesus um, as a philosopher. I think that's always easy for anyone and everybody to kind of uh, comprehend what he has to say or what he was saying then and he's saying now. So look at him as a philosopher, right? He's one of the greatest philosophers to have ever lived. That's renowned within history. That's renowned within society. That's proclaimed by even other faiths, you know, about his character, about his moral, about his influence. He was one of the most influential, if not, I believe he is the most influential person to have ever lived. And he still is the most influential person to this day. And to the day even when I die, and my kids are here. And if Jesus, who to the Christian world, was believed to be a God, man and God at the same time, see sorry, fit he saw it right to have friends <laughs> like we have to humble ourselves a little bit and maybe just reassess our mindset if jesus who was both god and man right keyword god which means had full knowledge had full understanding he knew how things were gonna pan out before they panned out he knew how everything was gonna end if he humbled himself enough to realize that he needed people he needed relationships he needed healthy friends what more for us sit on that what more for you is your pride depriving you from your destiny could the certain friends that will open doors for you to have access to things that you didn't have access to in fact let's look at jesus closely right when jesus began to work within his purpose the first thing he did was recruit friends (laughs) he went and found people that he could call friends that would help him on his journey to accomplish the vision that was upon his life right and within jesus's life there's something that really i was ignorant of for a long time was that he had boundaries i was someone if you know me I'm still, I'm an open book. I'm still, I'm transparent. I'm still, I'm to a degree, accessible. But there's something that Jesus spoke to me about this year. He went to me, Clapton, I need you to watch and monitor your gates. The word gates that you used, because obviously he's speaking to me in language I understand, which is the spiritual realm. The word gate means access that people that people can go to you to have access to you Jesus had 12 disciples that we know of we are not gonna name them because this is not a sermon this is not preaching it's a conversation and then within the 12 he had three close friends you know John Peter and James yeah three within the three he had one closer friend John you know, he would say that John was the beloved. He was the one that would know all of Jesus's secrets. And it is actually in the Bible. Because the time that something happened amongst the disciples, and in fact, Jesus was speaking to them, but he was speaking in parables, like almost like I'm doing to a degree while I'm speaking, I'm saying something, but I could be saying something else. Right? And then they waited until he was finished and they were whispering amongst themselves, hey, hey, look, what does he mean by that? Amen. They'll go to, to um, James, James, James. What does Jesus mean by that? Amen. They all realized as 11 that they had no answers. So who did they tend to? John. Because they knew that John was one closest to Jesus within the structure of friendships. They went to John and John was able to to degree and articulate what Jesus was saying. Right. So what I'm trying to say about friendships is that Friendships are important. Friendships are vital. Friendships are needed. I don't care what society tells you. I don't care what I do care. I do care about what you've been through. I do care about the betrayals, the hardships that you have faced. I do care and I'm not diminishing those and I'm not trying to undermine those. I've gone through a lot of bad friendships, a lot of betrayals. So I'm not one to say that that pain is not easy. It is hard. It is difficult. But, I had to realize that not everyone is like that. There are people out there who are still good people. You know, like right now, you might not see this, in in this room right now, I'm surrounded by two people that I love deeply, Luke and John. You know, one is 10, the other one is 18 or 12, right? And they're the ones doing the audio, the videography that you're seeing, the visuals you're seeing right now, they're the ones that that are doing it. You know, imagine if I had closed myself off to people because of people that I'd previously engaged or interacted with. I want not have access to such great young people, the future, the next generation, the ones that want to change the world. So I want to challenge you around friendships and I want to dive into another segment around friendships. There's a story that I love in the Bible and everything I'm saying, I'm paraphrasing it. So if you're a Christian and if you're a pastor and a prophet or whatever title you give yourselves these days, please don't message me and say you miss a comma on when you say that scripture or you miss a, 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 a capital letter. No, I'm just paraphrasing. The story that I love in the Bible, it's about two men, yeah? David, King David, most of you know him as King David, and Jonathan, all Right? King David, before he became King David, he was almost a black sheep of his family. You know, he was always neglected, always overlooked, uh, to, to a point where when God wants to appoint a new king, for the nation of Israel, his own king that he had chosen. Not the one that the people had chosen, the king that God had chosen. He sent a prophet, a messenger, to a specific home. And they went to the home, the house of David, or Jesse, the father. I'd had about, I think, seven children or more, I'm not too sure. And then the prophet, the messenger, said, God sent me here to appoint the next king. And then the father brought all the kids into the room, but David... (laughs) He left David in the sticks. He left David to attend and look after the ship. And then as a prophet was looking at these people, God kept saying, no, 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 no. no. And to a point where all the kids that had been presented, God had said no too. And the prophet's thinking, am I going crazy? Or did I not hear right from God? So rightfully, the prophet posed the question to the father. He said, are these all the children that you have? he's a shepherd boy, you know. He stinks. He's wearing dirty clothes. He's outside, looking after the sheep and all that kind of stuff. And then the prophet was like, "Bring him in, bring him in, bring him in." And when he brought him in, God said, "That's the one." Fast forward a couple of years later, David is now killed Goliath. He's now made a reputation for himself. The People of the of Jerusalem of Israel are now singing his praises. So they're singing a song. At that time, there was a king called Saul. They're singing a song. They said, "Oh." David has killed ten, the tens of thousands. Saul has only killed a thousand, right? And that's insulting if you're a king. That people are praising more your soldier than they're praising you for the victory for the nation. But if you're a secure king, if you're someone that's whole, who's not intimidated, you look at that as success, because his success is bringing success to your kingdom. So really, truly, it's not your threat. It's actually helping your kingdom grow and get bigger. But Saul didn't see that. And Saul had a son called Jonathan, right? So when David and Saul's friendship began, they, they got along until David began to get a lot of praises and, and a lot of attention. And then Saul said, I'm to get rid of him. He's like throwing spears at him for no reason. David was playing dodgeball with spears. He's dodging left like this. Like he just woke up one day and Chop! Saul is throwing a spear at him. He's thinking, what's all this about? He's confused. So David went for the Benos, He ran ran away. And then he went into the wilderness. And to a point where he even went to the land where Goliath, who had killed many years ago, lived. And pretended to have mental health issues. Pretended to be crazy. Because he wanted to uh, to survive and get a weapon to defend himself. Because Saul had now put a bounty on his head. Said, whoever kills David will obtain this, will get this, will get that. Imagine the very person you served for many years. you would killed for. You'd help his, his nation grow and get more territory. He's not sending people to get rid of you for no reason, only because the people seem to celebrate you more than him, which is unfortunate, but that is just life in general. Right? So, David is now in a cave, and then Jonathan, because he was friends with David, it's not close friends, he would look for David. said, You're David, my dad, here yeah, as it's plotting against you. He is plotting. He's saying, at this time, at this location, we're going to pull up and, on David and then we're going to do this to him. So David, all, all, to a degree, had been informative. You know, he was always one step ahead because Jonathan, the son of Saul, was valuing his friendship with David because really, David was innocent. He had done nothing wrong. It's not his fault that the people liked him. Or it's not his fault that the attention came to him. He didn't ask for the attention. In fact, he didn't want to become king. He was asked to become king. Remember, when they came to the house, they didn't invite him into the room you know what I'm trying to say so we yeah, the are the kid didn't really ask for this but I want you to focus on the friendship here between Jonathan and David it was Jonathan's faithfulness to David to a degree that preserved the life of David right it got to a point where even Saul ended up in the cave that David was in by himself and David's men had surrounded Saul and then David said, he's God's anointed. We cannot touch it. We cannot kill him. Let him go. Boom." When Jonathan died, because obviously everyone eventually dies. Well, yeah. When Jonathan died in acts of war, and then eventually, fast forward a couple years later, David becomes king because also Saul and Jonathan both died in a war. You know, and fast forward a couple years later, David is not king. The first thing that David did, this is what I was friendships are important. Do not undermine your friendships. The first thing that David did when he became king, he asked the, the council committee, hey, is there anyone from the house of Saul? Or is there anyone that is related to Jonathan that I can bless because of Jonathan's faithfulness to me? In fact, if you know the story of David, Oh, David was. To be fair, he was very attractive according to the Bible, so makes sense. And he was king, so it kind of makes sense. But he says something that really stood out to me, and I want you to look at that in your own time. He said that the love that I had for Jonathan exceeded my love for women. Let me give you context. David loved women so much that one time he went on a balcony and across the road. He saw something sensational beautiful woman, a beautiful girl, a lengthy. He saw her across the road, on the balcony, having a, a, a normal bathing, bathing, at that time of bathe, obviously, on the balcony. And that, at that time as well, the kings were meant to be at war, so all the men were meant to be at war, but the king called David decided to stay at yard, he said I want to stay at home, in times of war? And then he saw her, and take in mind, that woman belonged to one of his chief commanders one of the people that are the captains of his army. So what did he do? He enlisted the husband to be at the front of the army with hope that the husband would get killed so that he can obtain the wife. Crazy, right? So that kind of shows you how much he loves women to a point where he got someone killed, to a degree, to obtain the woman. But for him to say, the love that Jonathan had for me and that we shared exceeded the love for women. I had to take a pause we just think about friendships I want to encourage you by saying this your friendships are important you are responsible for governing your friendships and I need you guys to understand this don't listen to what popular culture is always alluding to and always saying right it is for your good that in friendships, you have disagreements. I believe that disagreements are healthy. Most of my close friends, Dre 6, will tell you, Doris, Destiny, you know, Shella, all these guys, Shanice, will tell you that most of the times, even my boys here, Luke and John will tell you, most of the times, we don't agree, we don't have to always agree. (laughs) That's what makes friendships healthy is when each member is allowed to fully express themselves without feeling the need to filter themselves, you know? And if you always have people that agree with you, you're never really going to expand and grow in your knowledge and also in your perspective. It's only going to be restricted and narrowed down to your reality only. But we live in a world where there's multiple realities. It's a multiverse out there. So you need to have people of different mindsets if you're going to reach the widest scale of people. So I've been your host, Clapton Isaac. This has been Taylor Podcast and I hope you learn something new today. God bless you.